is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Welcome live Facebook viewers and replay viewers. Um, Ah, when I breathe into that, I want you to know that I remember that there are human beings on the other side of this technological transmission. And right now, as I slow down my breath and my energy while maintaining the flow of ideas and insights that I want to share with you today, I am just connecting with each and every individual one of you. So today, (laughs) it's February 19th. A couple random facts about February 19th. Um, It's the anniversary of my soul dog, Hank. Hank was an American bulldog that I had for 12 years. Um, He was the one that got me into rescue. He was not a rescue dog. He was a backyard breeder dog. And I had a lot of trouble with him. And he was a mess and became an aggressive dog. But I spent a lot of time learning about dogs and falling in love with them and creating a life in a world where I got trained to create a world where he could live a full life. So today is the anniversary of my sweet Hank soul dog, um, his passing. And if it weren't for Hank, I wouldn't have rescued Leroy Brown and done all the other rescues. And then today is also the anniversary. Last year on this day, I had plastic surgery to have my giant unicorn horn removed off my forehead. I think that's funny. Um, So here's what we're talking about on the podcast today. That is not what we're talking about. I mean, I'm just sharing some chit chat with you. But what I want to share with you is a reminder to stop looking back. And why I'm sharing this with you is um, because I spent a week last week, well, actually Monday through Thursday, I spent Monday through Thursday with my new coach and mastermind sisters. I'm in a high level, very expensive and very powerful mastermind. And we had, we have three retreats this year and we had the first one last year. And I um, I had all sorts of experiences and I have come away with two major takeaways. And this is the most impactful one with you I could share. Um, since then, so really at the retreat, we just did a lot of nourishment. We did a lot of healing before growing. Um, the theme was connecting. And in the connecting, I'm in the room with 12 other highly skilled human beings. Um, So not only do we have our coach, but each person in the room has skills and they are invited to give me feedback and contribute to my life as I am theirs. And so um, our coach really trusts us to give to each other. And one of the things that my colleagues especially one of them, gave feedback to me. 
And it was eye-opening and proves to me why it's so important to get in new rooms. And the feedback that she gave me was something I know and teach, but essentially I got caught with my pants down. And she said, you know, I see you looking at the past for evidence of your future success. I see you when we talk about what's deep and true for you and what's holding you back. I think one of the questions that our prompt was, if if you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you go after with two hands? And immediately when I think of that, I don't think about what I would go forward to or I wasn't at the time. I was thinking about what would stop me and what stopped me in the past. And then it was funny because like when I got back, that I saw a client just defending how it's always been in the past. When I got back, a friend of mine posted a quote by Nipsey Hussle, like you're cheating on your future with your past. It is coming up everywhere. And it reminded me of some powerful work and some powerful learning I've done about how do we actually reinvent ourselves. I tell the story to my clients, told them again today, of... um, a phase in my career a couple of years ago, I had kind of burned everything down and was starting this new program and I was stressed. I was excited and happy, but I was stressed that it wouldn't work. I was stressed that it wouldn't work. And I kept saying, I can't get beyond 40 members. I can't get beyond 40 members. I had a goal of 333 members. And so I set an appointment with my billionaire mentor who has three or four businesses, lots of success, lives in Malibu. And um, I get on the phone with her and I talk. I'm like, here's all the things I'm doing. And she goes, well, you're doing all the right things, except for would you like to know what I see? And she said, yeah. And I said, you are, first of all, not being impeccable with your word. And you keep describing what you don't want to happen. I can't get past 40. I can't get past 40. You guys, language both in our outer thought and in our inner world, the conversations we have with ourselves, if we are in our automatic habits, will look backwards. And so you must consciously choose and repeat new language in your head. And so, of course, I couldn't get past 40 because all I kept telling my brain and my body and my nervous system was I'm not going to get past 40. I'm not going to get past 40 because I hadn't done it in the past. I was not doing anything to support my brain on solving the problem of the future. I was dragging the problems of the past into my now. I was using them as excuses I was buying into the fears. Well, if I this, then that, because that happened in the past. If I am too authentic, I will lose friends. If I make too much money, if I'm too perfect, if I'm too successful, if I'm, you know, I just was constantly looking back. Oh, well, I've never done this. It's never worked before. I always this, right? When we are looking over our shoulder and bringing the past to the future, the only thing you better bring to the present moment in the future is how fucking resilient you are and how you are a problem solver 
and our brain and our biology. So you are not psychologically screwed up. This is biology, biology, biology. We are habitually constrained by evidence from the past. And if you only allow your brain to look at evidence, you are setting yourself up for being in the quicksand and whirlpool of life. And so one of the ways that life gets better is you begin to reinvent your thinking. You release problem solving of the past and you solve for future problems. The reason we habitually look in the past is because our um, nervous system, our brain is trying to keep us safe, right? Like it's efficient for the brain to go to the past for evidence of whether we're safe or not. One of the gals, Brandy Lawson, brilliant gal. Brandy Lawson would ask, very various people would be in their hot seats and Brandy would always say, what about that makes you feel unsafe? I thought that was a brilliant question. And I never realized, she didn't even ask me directly, but I was like, I'm not unsafe. And then I was like, oh, my subconscious, here's all the ways my subconscious thinks I'm unsafe. Our unconscious doesn't want to fail. Our unconscious doesn't want to succeed. And so we've got to activate our consciousness and we can't do that with all the hullabaloo of the past. It was interesting. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about astrology. Uh, there's so many tools out there and all that really matters to me is not the tool, but the truth that comes from it. And one of the things that came up, I'm an Aquarius. I don't even really know what all that means. I know when Aquarius are, but I can't even remember the personality types of Aquarius. But apparently I'm a Scorpio moon and a Scorpio rising. And you know what Scorpions do? <sighs> they stab themselves with their stingers and they kill themselves. And so my friend that actually gave me this feedback, she said, in your language, you are always referring to the past whether it's the past of your parents or the past of your grandparents or the past of your business or your past. And I was like, I am? <laughs> I didn't even realize how much I was habitually, when my brain is scanning for possibility, it's scanning backwards and it's not useful. Okay? So what we have to do, I thought this was fascinating. I was asking a client today, to imagine the woman who did not fear failure. And she said, I don't even know her. This is where future self gets bastardizes, bastardized in coaching. And so future self is not just a handy dandy little worksheet that you do or a meditation that you do. It's actually a really useful tool to open your brain forward to the current state so that you can act from that state instead of acting from the state behind us. Take a sip of water. So we all have these things, there's that, that saying, what got you here won't get you there. Well, what got you here was all the mechanisms to keep you safe. And the fact is you are safe. All the mechanisms to keep you comfortable. 
And uh, the phrase, I'm in my own little bubble of safety and comfort, many clients said today, Leroy, not while I'm on a podcast. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> um, so we have to recognize the patterns that we tend to automatically run and keep us safe so that when we recognize it, it's just as simple of noticing, no self-beat, no judgment. Oh, I see I'm running this pattern. Take a breath, stop, and then begin to create forward. So for example, one of the things that I have, I have a lot of things that I would do if I would not fail. Um, I, I definitely would create a million dollar coaching business. Um, I probably would tr- create a coaching uncertification program. Um, I probably would write a book. Um, I would probably, I'm actually already doing some of the things that I've been avoiding doing because of looking at the past. And the first habitual reaction is this body constriction of overworking, overperforming, and getting sick. So my brain thinks, if I work that hard, I'll get sick. If I spend that much time, I'll get sick, right? See, so my brain, first of all, is very different from when it got sick before. And it doesn't matter if I got sick then, I might not get sick now, (laughs) right? I might not get sick going forward. Oh, and by the way, if I do get sick, I actually know how to solve that problem preemptively. And so one of the random things, it's not in any order that I want you to remember today is that you are a problem solver. And many of us, because we're looking at the past, are avoiding solving problems, or we are seeing problems as a misery or a difficulty or a discomfort to solve when actually your brain and your body requires some cognitive and physical dissonance to be able to grow. If you do not grow, the opposite is atrophy or death, right? I know, pretty strong words. And so, take another sip. My job and your job is to begin a realizing that our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts literally tell our brain the conversations we are involved in, both in our communities and um, in our quiet times and in our own little world are creating our realities. This is not mumbo jumbo. It's how the brain interprets information and sets you up to be safe. So we have got to, A, remember that we are safe. Number two, solve future problems. (laughs) Solve future problems now. It makes it easier to go forward. And then number three, we have to start recognizing the version who, so let's say, let's say I want to build, um, let's say I want to build a $10 million coaching company, not just a business, a coaching company. Ooh, that even feels scary to say, like my nervous system goes off, right? My nervous system goes off with that. My nervous system immediately, here's exactly what happened. My habitual thinking, I'm here talking about it. And my habitual thinking already took me, spun the mental and visual Rolodex of all the times I've failed hiring people and said it won't work. It's dangerous. 
That's so funny. Literally right now live that happened. So let's say Allison here today is February 19th. It's 2.08 p.m. in Austin, Texas. And let's say I have this dream of wanting to create this coaching company. My habitual brain is going to do that and I'm going to stop and I'm going to take a breath. I'm wearing my Breathe Y'all t-shirt today. And I'm going to say, okay, let me imagine the woman who has created it. It doesn't matter when she has it's irrelevant. But in my mind, and as um, you podcast listeners can't see it, but any live viewers, I'm closing my eyes literally right now. And I am picturing this woman. She's got a newer version of this t-shirt. She might even be wearing jeans. Her hair is probably a little bit longer. Who knows? The, the visuals don't so much matter. But as I think about who does she be? Who is the woman that owns this company? Who is the woman that's already solved all the problems? Who is the woman that's actually learned to have high-level help? Who is the woman that actually navigated all the challenges that got her to this place of impact, income, and joy in life and business? I'm not any less because I haven't accomplished it, so it's not about better or, or worse I mean, my life right now is great, but if I want to create something, why haven't we created what we want to create? Our desire is not enough. All the inner working stuff, right? And so I have to begin picturing this woman. How does she think? How does she wake up in the morning? How does she use her time? What are her person? How does she believe? What is the energy and the emotion of her quiet, soulful confidence How did she handle making a hiring mistake? Um, How does she handle rejection? How does she handle criticism? How does she handle more time working on the calendar? How does she handle the money that comes in? Is she wise with it? You know, right? Like, so I really start creating the visualization in detail of not only this woman, but how her brain thinks and what the energy is moving in and out of her body, mind, and spirit. My sweet client today said, I don't know her. That's your job. Your job is to get to know that version of you that has already solved the problem. Imagine it's handled. Imagine it's handled as if it were the past. And then you can begin to figure out what to do, think, be in the now. So often we're trying to take steps. Even my client today was like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and none of it works. Well, none of it works because none of it had worked in the past and all she's looking at is the past. So she keeps doing and nothing works. And she looks confident on the outside, but she feels insecure on the inside. Okay, well, tell me about the woman who enrolls five people in the next week in this program. Oh, she's confident. She trusts herself. She owns her credibility. There is no insecurity. If there is, she's confident in her insecurity. It's a whole different energy. And she started to see how looking over her shoulder and looking at the past habitually was actually creating the stall out in her life right now. Your past is not a predictor of your future success. Okay? 
The one thing I can tell you is that if you look at your past, you're still effing alive. So let your past tell you that you are resilient and you always figure it out. It doesn't matter where you come up. And then begin to tap into the imagine of your reinvented self. Your reinvented self. Who is your reinvented self? Who does he or she be? How does she move in the world? Who does she hang out with? What does she think? What does she write in her journal? How does she handle problems? How does she handle small problems? How does she handle huge, giant, out-of-her-control problems? How does she handle discomfort? My coach did a podcast this week, and we had this conversation this morning, too. It was like, quit wanting ease. And it was so true. Wanting things to be easy makes it harder. Change your habitual thinking about ease and hard. What if challenge was exciting? What if harm was just that hard was just what you do? We all, you all realize we all do hard things every day. Parenting is hard. Running a business. <laughs> I love my sweet clients. I just want it to be easy. I just want to make $100,000 in it to be easy. It can be easy. All the marketing out there says, ooh, it can be easy. No, it's hard. And what if hard is not bad? Hello, fuzzy. Let's, there we go. Okay, what if hard is not bad? We've made up in the past that hard is miserable, that discomfort is miserable. And what is discomfort and hard are just fine. What if they're neutral? But we can't even imagine it because we're so busy looking over our shoulder. And can you imagine carrying all those thoughts that are not useful? I don't want to call them bad. They're just not useful. Are they useful? The thought that you're thinking. What is the thought that you're primarily, when you think about your big dreams and your desires and your goals, what is the primary thought that stops you? Usually, Afraid of rejection, fear and doubt, fear and doubt, fear and doubt, afraid of rejection, afraid of success, afraid of being isolated from the tribe, being afraid of um, not belonging, being afraid of not doing it right, being afraid of it working and then falling it apart. I see people afraid of the other shoe dropping, like they have success and they have no capacity for joy. And we're so worried about eliminating our capacity for hard. There is no energy left over for the capacity of joy and success. We reinvent our minds by stopping looking back. When you notice yourself doing stop. Coaches get made fun of all the time for saying just stop. Yes, even if you're addicted to shitty thinking, you can just stop. And if you start again, then stop again. And if you start again, then stop again. Get back on the train of thinking. One of the things I've been writing, I've told my peers and I've told my clients, if you catch me, I might tell a story of the past as long as it is useful to the service of the future. But I will not tell a story in my mind or in my business or with my colleagues or friends or family, a story from the past that serves as an excuse 
for me not creating the desires and and dreams that I I desire. And I've given them all permission to tell me to look up and look forward. Look up and look forward. Look up and look forward. Up means raise my thinking. Looking forward says go to Allison in the future. What is, I'm 48. I just turned 48 two weeks ago. Something like that. What is 50-year-old Allison? And not in the dreamy, airy, fairy, vision board way. Literally. What, what is the biggest problem she's solving? What has she created? What is her relationship with her husband, her home, her family? What are the problems she solves in her mind? What is her primary thought? How does she move into the world? And if she's, because she's created, not if, because she has created XYZ in her business, how did she think to get there? You guys, what you do is not an issue. We all know what to do. I see a bunch of names that I recognize on the feed. I may, if, if you're listening to the podcast, send me a message and let me know, especially if I don't know you're listening, right? I realize that there are human beings behind this, but right now I see a lot of names. Every single one of us, we know the how-to. And if we don't, some 11-year-old on YouTube does, or some 13-year-old on TikTok making $250,000 with Amazon drop shipping. It's figure-outable. You know why teenagers are doing so well making money? Because they don't have a lot of past to go back. They're, they they got nothing but their childhood to go back for. They have no, they don't know what they don't know. And yes, in some ways that can help us, but now it's like we know too much. Instead of letting that stop us, what if we were like, yeah, I know all the things. I know that building a business is hard. I know that facing rejection feels wobbly. I know that, um, you know, I know that my body is changing every day and some days it will feel strong and some days it might not. And I can handle it and I can handle it. I know that I'm doing the best I can and I'm keeping forward with it. I know that I keep, right? Like bring your future self's brain and put it back in this chair right now. Quit bringing your past self brain to the current party. They're dead, gone, useless. It served us then, but it's not serving us now. If you catch yourself saying, I always, or I never, or it always, or it never, stop. You're literally casting a shitty spell on yourself. Not only spelling, language, language is the code in your brain of being. And your higher self and your higher intelligence, which is possibility and faith and love and intelligence and problem solving. It does not mean there is not shit in life. It does not mean there will not be problems. It does not mean it won't be hard or that you might not fail. But what it means is love says, when you fall on your face, get up, let's keep going. You're all right, I believe in you. Let's try again. It's an experiment. But what fear says is, oh, you better not try again. You better not try again. You better stay safe in your bubble. And I confess, and I am so over it. I'm so over of my looking back. 
I've cleared up some final inner work stuff, some final family stuff, and I am done telling the stories of the past. And I want you to be done too. And you know what? I have no idea what will happen. (laughs) I was tempted to tell you what, like I was tempted to go to the past. That's how habitual it is. But I'm telling you right now, what will happen is what I decide will happen in my mind. Mostly what will happen is not the elements, physical elements, but how I will respond. I am vibrant. I am brilliant. I am genius. I am resilient. I am wise about the balance of rest and healing and go, go, go. I can go, go, go just fine. And if I get hit by a brick, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Accept everything, reject nothing. I don't know if that really fits here, but right now, I don't, the only reason to look back at the past is to remind yourself that you're resilient, that your resiliency is your safety and begin to create new problem-solving thinking. Quit reminding yourself that it's hard and start reminding yourself that your brain actually loves to learn new things. If you don't have, let me see what this little uh, thing on my uh, computer says. There's a girl, um, hey, Amber Ray, and she has this little image that she drew. It's a standard psychology thing. We'll see if my computer will pull it up. And it's like a little chart. And if you have very low challenge and very low skill, you get anxious. And if you have very high skill and very low challenge, you get apathetic and bored. And people I know are either anxious because they don't have the skills and they don't have the challenge or they have a high challenge with no skills. But what we really need is a nice balance of challenges. Yeah, I can't get my thing to open up. We need a nice, we, we need to start looking at the way we do hard. Little tweaks in language are and how we speak are so important because the reason of how we speak, it's not just, my friend Kayla used to call it the language police. It's not the language police. It's not about shame, but it's about, is that really what you want to be creating? I mean, you're welcome to create your past. If that's what you choose, then create your past. Create your little bubble. Is that what you really want? Okay, if that's what you want, great. But if it's not what you want, then start up-leveling your conversations with others and with yourself. Start looking for possibility. Another wise thing that came out of my mastermind yesterday was misery loves miserable company. There's a thing called the crab effect. I learned this one from Christina Merkley in 2010 or 11. The crab effect is if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one of them starts to get out, all the others will pull it down. It's getting out of the bucket. All the others will pull it down. And so unfortunately, our habitual thinking and the habitual thinking of mass consciousness in society is going to try to pull you down. And your job is to think beforehand, solve the future problems of when that happens, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) So... Please begin to think beyond the constraints of your habitual past-facing language, memories. 
Stop the habit of looking at the past for evidence of your future possibility because all you will ever get is what you've ever gotten. And what you've gotten might not be bad, but if you're frustrated because you have not yet created, it's only because you are going to a very limited scope of tools, which is your past. And there is so much more in front of you to be able to learn, to be able to grow, to be able to do, to be able to shift. I know this sounds all theoretical, and I can think of so many ways that I have made habitual thinking completely different. It's really fun. It takes practice. But here's the other thing. I'm done. My last podcast episode, if you heard it, was one of the most brave things I've done. The boring stuff. I used to fear the boredom. I used to avoid the boredom. I used to only need to work out of inspiration. That made things harder. I thought it made it easier, but it made things harder. And so I decided to quit avoiding accountability, quit avoiding um, consistency, quit avoiding support, quit avoiding structure. It's not dominant in my life, but when I allowed those things, I was like, what if I became a woman who allowed high-level help? How does her brain work? What if I had a marketing plan that I followed instead of inspiration? What if? What if? And I began to envision that woman in my mind. So what I'd like for you to do is take a breath with me. And I want you to think about that thing, that desire, that achievement. It, it might be an achievement in your business. It might just giving ourselves for concrete sake a benchmark. It might be um, finding the partner of your life and growing with them. It might be a money goal. It might be an impact goal. It might be adopting a child goal, whatever it is. And as you begin to think about it, I want you to notice your habitual thoughts. Just let them float up in little clouds that come by and see what comes up along with the excitement because I know some excitement's going to come but as that excitement comes that excitement is like that little crab that wants to get out and all the negative thoughts and all the past thoughts pull that excitement down and I want you to turn on your reticulator activator for possibility and for solution instead of problem and I want you to imagine as if that dream, desire, goal, achievement, whatever it is, has been created in your life by you. And I want you to scan the essence and the brain of that being. How does she or he think differently than you are thinking now? What habits do you need to release to begin creating new habits. What are the habits that that person does on a daily practice level that, are, that have helped them get to where they are? Begin tapping into the future as if it has done and then bring their brain and being back and act as if. Act as if. So what we do is we take our future self and we embody, which means we literally, physically, emotionally, all of our body, we behave 
behavior as if. So we embody the being and thinking of our future self and then act as if. It's simple. It's not easy. This is why we practice. This is why we get in rooms with one another. This is why um, I told a client today, um, you know, I was like, she's really lonely. And I was like, I think, yeah, not only do you have your online groups, but I think it would be really wise for you to invest in a co-working space. And her brain's like, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Girl, hang around different conversations, right? And not always is money the indicator of different level conversations, but in the coaching world, it is, (laughs) right? Because the mindset of somebody that has, when money is a barrier to entry, the mindset of some people is not, oh, I can never create that because they never have before. The mindset is, huh, imagine I created it. How did I do it? If I created it, how did I do it? And then they go and do it. (laughs) Possibility thinking. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and for watching. Um, With that, I want to let you know about a couple of opportunities. Um, The primary one is Camp Starheart. The doors to Camp Starheart are open for a little while longer. This event that I'm doing is in April 22nd through 26th in Austin, Texas. It's a way for you to get in the room uh, with high with a high level conversation, and our theme is both and being a woman of range. I'm really excited because a lot of the content is um, the ideas and the conversations are being downloaded about giving ourselves permission to be a person in a range, <laughs> right? Instead of fixed, instead of only looking at the past, we can see the range of options for who we can be. Um, and we have a little bit of fun. Um, campstarheart.com campstarheart.com is where you can register and get your tickets Um, I have about 10 tickets left we're closing registration March 15th don't wait until the last already the event has started and there is a pre-event room that people are connecting and learning and growing already so don't wait until the last minute um Your future self will thank you. The other thing I want to put... No, I'm going to stick with just Camp Starheart. Just Camp Starheart right now. So with that, (coughs) pardon me. I am out for today. Thank you for listening. Share this podcast with a friend. Um, And if you listen, feel free to take a screenshot, um, share it on social media. If you learned something from it, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you learned today. Let me know what you're committed to doing and what future, what old thoughts are you letting go of and deciding, as I told my clients today, I said, I am sick sick and tired of tolerating my past thinking. I'm done. I'm complete. I'm over. Future thinking, bring my future thinking to the now. It's what I'm doing. So tell me what you learned. Um, Tell me about your future self. Tell me about how their brain has solved these problems. Tell me what you learned and got out of this episode today and what you're going to do with that. With that, I'm out. Thanks for spending time with me. I'll see you next week on the Better Life, Better Work Show. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. 
Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.